Hello and welcome back finally to the Domino Universe podcast. I'm Curtis. I'm Jesse. Uh, I think I want to call this episode Hit by a Truck. Okay. Why would I call it that, Jesse? Oh, there are lots of reasons. You know, you could think metaphorically that the world we're living in today has been barreling towards us. Jesse was hit by a truck. Yeah, about a month ago. (laughs) Um, I shouldn't be laughing, but he's okay. Uh, Mostly. Yeah, he's here. I'm getting there. He's here with us now. (laughs) Yeah. He's alive. Yeah, so about a month ago, I was involved in a vehicle accident uh, with a a large vehicle. You say truck. um, It's truck or SUV. I'm not exactly sure what what exactly to call it. But uh, yeah, I was on my bike and uh, and was struck and suffered a a few injuries in the process, including 10 broken bones. That's a lot of bones. Well, we've got 206, you know, so you can spare a few. I mean, when you put it like that, that's actually like a sizable portion. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it was a pretty significant event, but, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm recovering, I'm on the mend, and I'm expecting uh, to, uh, to be back up to full at some point. Yeah, it was freaky when I got a text like, oh, Jesse's in the hospital. Yeah. That's like, woo, man, I haven't felt that way in a long time. I got to tell you. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's good to, yeah. it's good ni- to be it's, spending time with you again. It, it's, it's nice to be worried about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, like you say, we're, we're, uh, you're thinking of titling the episodes, something related to that. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. If you want, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm up for that. Not sure. to like be like, tell me all about your traumatic experience, but yeah. What I mean. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm afraid to say part of the, the incident itself, uh, or like, um, one aspect of my, my injuries was a a minor concussion, um, which means that I, I don't actually have a full memory of the accident itself or the few minutes afterwards. So I can't really tell you a whole lot about what exactly happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, I, 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 sort of, I remember the ambulance ride from the, the accident site to the hospital. Uh, I spent three and a half, four days in the hospital or three nights. Um, what are the broken bones? So, okay, good. The, yeah. What are the 10? Great. Yeah. So I've got, uh, you, eight... and you were on your, bu- you were on your bike. Yeah, I was on my bike. Luckily I was wearing a helmet. So, uh, so the head injuries could have been, uh, much more significant than they, than they actually were. Helmets rule. Wear your helmet, everyone. So I've PSA. got nine of my ribs were fractured. Eight on the left side, one on the right side, and my left collarbone. Yikes. Luckily, um, as far as I know now, there, you know, there's still some follow-ups to go through, and I don't want to go into a, a, a huge yeah. amount of detail uh, without having all of the information at my disposal right now. But could have been significantly worse. Uh, and I, I try to remind myself of that all the time. Um, my spine, my neck, overall, you know, I say there was a concussion, but there was no skull fracture or anything yeah. like that. So the really important stuff, I think, uh, I, I avoided uh, injuring. Um, it was described to me by some of the doctors that your ribs and collarbone act as the body's crumple zones, which was kind of nice to hear. Yeah, you know, I saw someone fall. I saw a young child fall out of a tree in a park a couple weeks ago. Oh my goodness! Like the week before, I think the week before your incident. Okay. And I kept help. Like, I mean, she she broke her arm, but oh, was no. otherwise okay. It yeah. was obviously not ideal and yeah. like freaky to watch. Like I I saw her fall out of the tree and like heard the thump. Um, but I just this is like the biologist in me. I feel bad for even saying this, but I couldn't help but walk away from that, being like, oh my gosh. Our arms and legs 
are crumple zones. They're, yeah. they're evolution's like defense against injury. Yeah. They're just there to absorb physics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to a large degree. I mean, even then, like a broken arm bone or you know, femur or something like that, I feel like, and I'm not a doctor, not an expert in this at all, I feel like that's more significant or, or uh, will have more of a long-term impact than a, a fractured rib. Um, of course, a lot of that depends on the specifics. You know, when you're talking about ribs, you've also got a lot of important organs pretty close to your ribs. And I, I, I did actually have a lung injury as well that uh, it looks like it's it's recovering pretty well. Um, so, you know, there's some dangers there. And depending on the type of fracture, it could be pretty bad. But I'm, I'm grateful that there wasn't any you know, that I don't have a broken femur or something like that. I, I'm still relatively mobile. Uh, so I can get around and sort of, you know, do what needs to be done around the house. I'm still, I'm slowed down uh, quite a bit. So I have a lot of time on the couch, yeah. a lot of movies, some video games. Well, we're, I think we're all glad that it wasn't worse <laughs> than it was. Uh, also, as well. also glad that we're in Canada, not to like diss. I mean, there's lots of wonderful things about the States, but sure. I mean, I don't. I, do you have any idea of what that would have cost, like medically? I don't. Um, I mean, the, the the costs of the medical system are significant, and yeah. I I'm sort of sheltered from that. Uh, again, grateful for that. Yeah. Um, even even in a situation where you've got medical insurance that's able to cover you, boy, what a what a pain it would be to have to like do all the paperwork involved. But yeah, like I say, I was taken to a hospital in an ambulance, and uh, I was treated by paramedics, nurses, doctors, technicians. Uh, orderlies, all of these people involved in the medical system were fantastic. Um, the, the care that I received was, you know, prompt and, and, uh, and of a really high degree. And I've received no bill. I have to do no paperwork, uh, so nice. which is, it's really an amazing thing. Yeah. yeah. And I have, like I say, all of the professionals involved were, were just great. I went to see you at the hospital. Yes, you did. And it was, I mean, this is class. It was classic Jesse to me because I was like, how, like, how are you doing? Like, you know, like what's, and you're like, you know, aside from the, the whole truck thing, like, this has been a great experience. The hospital staff are so wonderful. Like you're just overly optimistic. It's, about, it's true. Well, about I mean, like how, and not, not overly optimistic. I mean, obviously they are great, but you were so excited by the level of care that you were being received, like that you were receiving. I'll caveat that by saying that I was on a lot of pain medicine at the time. I could tell, but <laughs> still, uh, no, for sure. It was, it was just cool to see like how, how positive you were about that. And you're always, you're always positive about everything. I think. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I tend to be an optimistic person in general, but really like a, a tragedy or a, a, something like that. Um, I don't want to say tragedy exactly, but a catastrophe, a, a major negative event has a way of like pulling your pulling people together and bringing out the best in a lot of ways and uh, and bringing optimism to the fore, if you want to put it yeah, that way. Yeah, for sure. Man, another. So one cool thing, if we're pointing out cool things about all this mm -hmm. is that you've had a lot of I mean, the, the, the downside to this is that you've had a lot of radiation. Sure. But. You've got yeah. So so immediately we've got, we've got data. We oh boy, do we! <laughs> um, I don't actually have it yet. I'm planning to uh, to get access to to this stuff because boy, I love it. Uh, you know, a few years ago, I uh, I had dental X-rays taken. Um, it's all digital now, of course. When I was a kid, it was uh, it took a long time to get them processed, and you know, it was on on film and all that that uh, old fashioned stuff. But 
A few years ago, I went to the dentist, a new dentist for the first time. So they took pretty comprehensive x-rays of, of all of my teeth and just popped it up on a computer screen right there. And we were both having a look at it, me and the dentist. And I said, that's so cool. And he said, would you like a copy? And I said, you can do that? And he said, yeah, I'll just email it to you. So right there, he emailed me a, a copy of my dental x-rays. And I thought, that's so, so cool. Of course, at the time, the first thing I did was put them on Facebook, um, which uh, maybe putting your dental records in a public social media is not the best idea. I don't really know. I don't know. I've since I mean, removed them. People, yeah, people definitely use dental records to identify people. This is true. Yeah, right? I wasn't really thinking about that at the time. It was yeah. just, look at this cool picture. And then uh, a, a few years later, quite, quite recently, I was at the eye doctor and they took some digital images of my retinas. I thought, boy, that's cool too. Could you send me those? And their response was like, what? You want these pictures? I, I mean, I guess. But they did it. They you know, emailed me pictures of my retinas. And, uh, and so I've got those as well. Um, of course, again, my initial response was immediately just put my retinal pictures right on Facebook. I realized pretty quickly that that might not be a great idea. That's also used to identify people, you know, more so in the movies. But maybe in a few years, uh, someone having access to your retinal pictures is not going to be... Uh, not something you want out there in the world. Regardless, I've got these things. I love having that kind of information about myself. So with this incident, one of the first things, you know, when I got to the emergency room at the hospital, they uh, they sent me in for a CT scan, very worried about head and neck injuries and, and spinal stuff and, and, uh, and all that kind of thing. So I got a CT scan of my head and my torso. I got some x-rays taken of my shoulder and pelvis. The hospital has all of these and they have a, a pretty good system for giving people access to their own information. Now, I don't know if you know a lot about CT scans. I didn't prior to this, but a CT scan Basically is, nothing. Yeah. So a CT scan, as far as I understand it, again, I'm not a professional. This is limited understanding, but it's sort of like somewhere between an x-ray and an MRI. So an MRI, of course, is like the full 3D. You get all of the, the three-dimensional information about your organs and soft tissue and that kind of thing. And it's almost like a little video that you can play as it goes through slices of your body. Um, and an X-ray generally is just a single picture. So a CT scan is a series of X-rays that give you a, a sort of like a cross-section going all the way through a portion of your body. Is it so, X-ray? Are they done with like X-ray radiation? Is that yes, that's, that's that's my understanding. Fascinating. Again, I could be mistaken about that, but I believe that that's, that's the case. So I've seen this with the doctor. I don't have access to it yet, but uh, but hopefully before too long, I'll, I'll have a, a full 3D X-ray of my entire torso, including all of my broken bones. Wow. I will not be putting that on Facebook. I hope not. There's <laughs> a YouTube channel called Neurotransmissions. Okay. And they did, they make, their whole channel is about uh, neuroscience and psychology. Mm -hmm. uh, it's super fascinating. Uh, you can check it out at Neurotransmissions on YouTube. But they have one episode on Tom Scott's channel, actually. It was a get, when I did my guest video, it was the same same time of month they well another time of the same year anyway they had a guest video where they had a brain scan they both got a brain scan mm -hmm. and then they went and got that in took that information it was a fmri or an mri it was a real mri scan i okay. believe and then they took their scan and 3d printed it Ooh, cool so they have 3d printed copies of their own brains neat and so I remember you, I mean, you were talking about how you, you're going to get this data. And I was like, immediately, I was like, what if we got enough data that we could 3D print 
a model because they're fairly like they're super high res, ac- fairly accurate. Uh, I right? hope so. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> some diagnoses on these. So yeah, yes. so I feel like that something like that might must be possible because I, I picture like the like anatomy bodies that are, that are used for, as teaching material. How you can like pull out different organs. Yeah. How cool would it be to have a Jesse version of that? I will definitely look into that and see how how possible that is. I don't know what kind of file formats and and uh, and that kind of thing. I don't know how that's going to play out. I haven't received the the files yet, but uh, yeah, I'll keep that in mind and see if it's convertible into a 3D printable file. That would just be the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah. Or you could print a little D&D mini yeah. that's entirely atomically correct. Cool. We need your legs, right? Cause well, not necessarily. I mean, if it turned into, uh, like it's all internal organs would be exposed. Right. So it would be some sort of like flesh golem or zombie and it could yeah. just be a legless one. There you go. Yeah. That's just, that's a whole new level of gore. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's made me think a little bit differently. I think we've mentioned before on the podcast, we play Dungeons and Dragons together and uh, and I'm the, the dungeon master. So I get to describe how the monsters are killed by your attacks, the player's attacks. It's made me think a little bit more about like, you know, it's easy to flippantly go like, oh yeah, you uh, your axe buries into the chest cavity of the... But like having gone through a traumatic injury, which I hadn't really before... I think I'm going to up my descriptions in the future and really, so, really go into the aftermath and the, you know, like the gasping for air on the ground after a, a blunt force. D&D, for those of Dungeons and Dragons, for those of you that don't know the game very well, mm-hmm. firstly, it's fantastic. All ages and all types of people should play it. It's amazing. Yeah. But one of the weird quirks about the game is that when you get hurt, and there's often, there can be a lot of fighting depending on how you're playing, mm. but... When you get hurt, you just lose health points. Right. And it's like, you got, you know, you got hit with an axe. And it's not like, oh, you, your arm is now severed. You're just like, I just, I just am, I'm, I'm normal and fine until I'm passed out. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much you're at full capacity until you hit a a critical point and then you're dead or dying unconscious on the ground. Real life, it turns out, doesn't work quite that way. Huh amazing yeah. you would have thought that the paper version would have been just <laughs> as, just the same yeah yeah no it's uh yeah i mean I, I would swap out injuries for points if i could switch oh, sure. switch systems yeah yeah that, that sounds yeah, yeah. pretty good especially like this whole health potion magic stuff sounds ideal yeah right yeah, yeah. wouldn't that be nice yeah. i wonder if you translated my injuries into like a percentage hit point loss. I wonder how uh, how close to dropping I actually I mean, came. I felt like you were doing death saves. Oh, perhaps. I mean, you were unconscious. <laughs> Anyone that doesn't know D&D is like, "What are what is this podcast?" Yeah. Yeah, this is this has gone a little bit a little bit odd. Um, yeah, maybe. 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 Well, I'm glad you rolled well. <laughs> Thank you very All much. All things considered. Thank you very um, much. Yeah. High constitution. Yeah. So this is why, I mean, so we've had, we have a few podcast episodes in, saved in the bank. Um, and I just felt weird about let, about putting them out into the world while you were uh, disposed of, I guess. I don't know what the word oh, is. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> But the people say that, right? That is. A, I was indisposed, but I wasn't disposed of. I think the connotation there is. I'm still learning English. That's okay. that's fair. That's um, that's fine. Yeah, but anyway, was, 
that's why we've been gone. Uh, was my, that was at my discretion, but we're back now. Uh, and I want to, so just with all that air cleared out of the way, um, we're going to make a total, do you want to make a total sea change into another topic? Yeah, let's do it. I, I guess just to sort of sum everything up, I want to thank you for being so supportive. Curtis has been a wonderful friend to me through this uh, recovery process. And uh, if anyone's worried about me, I wanted to let you know, you know, I'm, like I say, I'm, I'm slowed down a bit. It'll take a little while to get back to full, but uh, I'm, I'm going to be just fine, I think. And uh you know, if you ever get hit by a truck again, I'll be there for you. Oh, I appreciate you know? that. That's that's nice of you to <laughs> or say. Or an SUV. Either way, no, that's of course, nice of you man, to say. It's, it's, uh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we're back. I, I hope that uh, that I'll be able to maintain a, a regular recording schedule now. Yeah, and we may or may not do that. And you know what? I just, I, I imagine our listeners will be understanding about that sort of thing. All right. Um, yeah, we're just going to take our time here. Um, so with that all said, we're going to make a total sea change into a video that's also about biking. Okay. Which we've talked about before. Nice segue. Yeah, I guess so. Um, the, uh, yeah. So I made a video a long time ago, over a year ago now about measuring the world with my bike and Mm -hmm. two sticks. Mm -hmm. And it has had a number of ins and outs of, uh, popularity on YouTube since then, and especially recently, I've been getting a lot of comments about, uh, so for context, this video proved that the world is a sphere and uh, a lot of people don't believe in that. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. So this, well, we're loading some comments. I'd like to, ideally, I'd like to go through some of these comments if the computer will cooperate. Um, but... Yeah, it's been really shocking to me because even after, you know, it has like almost 2 million views now and it's had thousands of comments and I was like, by now, all the flat earthers must have seen it and must have commented or moved on. Mm -hmm. And I am still getting, every day, I'm getting some flat earther comment on it. Wow. And it's just mind boggling to go through this. Um, It's like... I mean, you know, you you have these expectations about the planet and about the people on it. And it's kind of like gets you down whenever you like, you know, you turn on your computer every day and it's like, oh, wow. Right. The the state of education is not what we we hope it, it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit in the past and um yeah, I don't know what to say. It's uh, it really is shocking. Um, the the internet was meant to be this thing where everyone would have access to the best information possible, and we would use it to improve people's education levels and science literacy and literacy in general and awareness about all things going on. And I think in some respects that's happened, but. It goes the other way as well. Not only do we have access to good information, we have a lot of access to bad information as well. And boy, people just take that and run with it. Yeah, I mean, I think we're in this weird place where it's kind of like the loudest voice wins, right? Yeah. The loudest and most confident voice. Yep. Um, and like science by its very nature isn't about confidence. Like you're right. supposed to be doubting every single one of your assumptions and... You're supposed to be very careful to not say anything is like 
you know, it's not significant unless it has a p scientific p-value right. and statistics to back that up, right? Like we just don't we don't talk about things the way that yeah know, like it, it doesn't trump might right <laughs> sure yeah right it doesn't science doesn't lend itself very well to to big headlines and you know um often the way that it's presented is there's this new discovery and we didn't know this before and now we know it and that just isn't how it works things start with a suggestion or hey, maybe it kind of looks like this thing is the case which isn't that dramatic and doesn't really grab headlines unless you turn it into scientists baffled by new mystery it's not how it goes. The next step is, oh, it looks a little bit stronger. Okay, we're slowly building a case. Okay, now most scientists are are convinced. And okay, now it's sort of filtering through into... But like every step of the way is small enough that it doesn't really hit that headline threshold. So at some point, you have to, you know, as a journalist or a, a, a mm -hmm. writer on the internet or whatever, a podcaster, you kind of have to turn scientific progress into a dramatic headline and you always lose something with that. Um, and like you say, the other side doesn't have that problem where they're yeah. they're going step by step and slowly building confidence. It's they can make a big confident statement and that that has a lot of traction. Even like this video, um, it's I titled it after a lot of debate. I titled it How I Proved the Earth is Round right. with my Viking Two Sticks. Yeah. And I'm well aware that like it's not a scientific proof. Right. Sure. But like, if I titled it "How I Measured the World" mm -hmm. with my bike and two sticks, and determined that it f matched my null hypothesis mm -hmm. that the world is, you know, is a sphere based on the assumption that the world that the sun is far away. Yep. That's like not a YouTube title. Sure. Um, yep. And it's it's tricky because like, like you said, like as a podcaster, as a whatever someone of, of the like a person of science we do have to make that decision as like how you know when is when is this scientific when is this officially a scientific discovery that's big and bold and how do you phrase that and how do you make sure people are going to read it yeah um yeah what a state where we have to ask ourselves that question about the shape of the earth at what point can we truly say yeah but here we are yeah yeah so the biggest comment that i'm getting I mean, I've, so I, I have the comments up now, and I think it'd be interesting to go through some of them. Um, and I don't really, I want to like, I mean, I know neither of us do this, but I want to preface this with, we're not trying to make fun of anyone here, but I think it'd be interesting to actually like chat about these. Because um, it's almost like a, I don't know, like a, like a weird world psychology sample thing. It's just so bizarre to to see in see into these into this realm of flat Earth. Yeah. Um, the main issue people have with the video, which we've talked about in a previous uh, episode, but the main issue is that it's based on the assumption which I state that the sun is far away. Mm -hmm. um, oh, man. So I get, and I made a whole separate video about that. But like, you know, this is a rabbit hole. People can you can go down forever, but. It's amazing to me to see like, like, I don't know. I'm just bringing up a random comment here and it just gives you, this will, I don't know, maybe I haven't even finished reading it, but it'll maybe give you a sense of the level of um, like belief systems that people have built up around it. The comment is, why do people swallow this garbage? Question mark. 
NASA, the military, and even the Russians admit to declassified government documents obtained through Freedom of Information Act that the Earth is flat and stationary. Not only that, their building specs and programming for airplanes and helicopters are based on a flat, non-rotating Earth. It goes on um, from there. No links provided, I notice. Yeah, and this is the thing. Like, it's easy to say anything. Yeah. But, but, but where, I mean, where is this person getting in their information? It is probably, it's very likely from a comment like this, which is yeah. someone stating something big and bold. Right. Or from another YouTube video. Yeah. That's the f- freaky thing. Yeah. And like, it's, it's tricky. I don't know if you, people will, yeah. So people will like have conversations. I feel like a lot of the people that watch this video are watching it just to go to the comment section because it's a bit of a zoo there sometimes i'm trying to moderate it but like someone here has also replied being like you know these organizations have not admitted admitted anything of the sort you know you you're only like your cherry picking words and information um but like there's no reply back to this like i feel like i don't know how you ever get across to these people and that's like as a I've been, I mean, as you see over time, if you get like thousands of these comments consistently, it's like, man, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, because I've said this before, like flat earth, whatever. If people believe the shape of the planet is one way or another, it doesn't really matter that much. Sure. But it's an indicator of like a huge problem that we have. It's like an attitude towards information and, and, uh, yeah, the flat earth thing is in some ways the canary in the coal mine. That's probably not the best metaphor because by the time you're believing the earth is flat, like this is not the first indicator that something's wrong with your your ability to assess information. But uh, it's a pretty dramatic indicator that something something is is profoundly wrong uh, with uh, you know reality testing or information fact checking abilities um, in a significant. You know, it, it's not. It's not to the point where it's a majority of people are believing this stuff, but it's a significant amount of people um, are are buying into the the conspiracy stuff. Yeah, I've been I've been kind of after this video and an incident incident. I shouldn't even call it that because it's been an ongoing campaign um, of hate speech, basically against. There's a YouTuber uh, who does makes Vox videos. Uh, his name is Carlos Mas- Massa. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. Hmm. Um, and he's his Twitter handle. Oh, what is it? Anyway, he's he's a, he's gay, and that's like a part of what he talks about on Twitter. And that's you know that's just that's who he is. And he gets all of anyway. The the important thing here is that he gets all of this hate speech from this YouTube channel. Hmm that's unrelated to his content in every way, but is just like chosen to bully him. Hmm. And this is like a super right wing YouTube channel. Yeah. And if you watch that YouTube channel, which I'm not even going to name um, because it's not worth going to, but it's the same thing. It's like, Oh, this is where, this is why people believe that the earth is flat. It's because these there's YouTube channels out there that are saying literally anything that they want. And as long as it doesn't violate the specific like laws of the community guidelines on YouTube, then they get away with it, right? Right. Yeah. And and are likely in many cases being promoted by the algorithm to people who wouldn't have found it otherwise because Absol- of keyword manipulation and Absolutely. Yeah. And and 
I mean, YouTube, so YouTube demonetized his channel. They removed ads from his channel. Mm. Um, but as we've talked about before, it's like a tiny portion of the revenue that most YouTubers make. Right. Right. Like he's still able to sell things and promote his books and tours and whatever. Right. Um, but like, yeah, YouTube doesn't remove him from the platform because controversial content and content that is inflammatory, for lack of a better word, mm. it does really well on mm. YouTube. Right. Um, which is pretty messed up. Like if you watch, there's a few videos out there about this, about my bike video that are basically trying to debunk the experiment. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And, Interesting. Uh, and it's always really shocking to me to like just like watch the language that that is in those videos. Hmm. You know, it's like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make fun of anyone on this platform. I'm right. not trying to, you know, not trying to bully anyone or anything. Right. And then the videos that you see back, it's like, man, there are some, some like really upset and really isolated people. Hmm. Um not isolated might not be the right word but like whew, man it's intense isolated communities <laughs> isolated communities yeah yeah, yeah. And i mean echo I think, chambers i think that's that's a echo a chambers really, is the right word yeah i think that's a great point i think that that probably has a lot to do with it yeah yeah it's weird anyway if you want a exercise so one of the comments that i get from people in the real world all the time is like whenever i talk about this video because it's i mean it's made up a lot of my life at this point sure because i've dealt with you know it's it's the, my most popular YouTube video, so it's the one I end up talking about the most with people. But mm. the single most common question people ask is like, you don't actually think that people believe the Earth is flat, mm. right? Like they're trolling, right? Mm. Man, just if you don't believe that, just go through the comment section. It is remarkable, you know. These are not like I don't know. You know, but I'm going to another comment from a day ago. You know, the sun is smaller and closer in flat earth theory right uh the earth is flat and round like i don't know i'm just saying it's it's what it is what do yeah. we do i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah this is just a head shaking episode i guess at this point <laughs> anyway um yeah it's just been it's just been something i've been scratching my head over a lot because like so here's the thing at the end of the day I want to be making content that reaches people and gets them excited about science. And I don't think I'm going to be converting flat earthers to believe that the, sure. to understand science and believe in NASA and all of the things. But like, I feel like some, sometimes I wonder if it is a platform for them or for other people. Like, I don't know. I don't really know who the platform's for. Mm. Anyway, that's my rant yeah yeah but, yeah i don't know what to say like you say it's a it's a head scratcher it's um yeah i guess i guess what i'm when i think about it it's a little disappointing because i mean i like this video and i think it's a decent video but it's like i don't think it's the video that should have done the best hmm. you know it's like people shouldn't people should be over the fact that the earth is a sphere well i don't know i would say it's a compelling video even if you're not on the fence about the shape of the earth it's a very sure. it's a well done video and a and, neat project and that's the idea like that's the hope for, that's yeah. why i did it but anyway yeah. it was just it was really it's been a surprise to me but anyway um 
luckily on that bike trip i was safe and fine um i'm, I'm glad that you were yeah I'm, I'm hoping to do another big bike video next year um but i'll leave details out on that for now but in the meantime i'm gonna plan my bike safety a little bit more after your whole incident all right well i'm, I'm glad to hear that <laughs> i don't know what about. i can do to make me safer on a bike i guess we're always wear a helmet something we learned sure yep uh i don't know i will I'm already a safe cyclist. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's a a certain background level of risk that uh, that's just always there. Sitting here in uh, in a a room inside, we're at risk of certain things happening. And yeah, I don't know. There's uh, the the goal cannot be to remove all risk. This is an inspirational speech from Jesse. You just have to live (laughs) your life. And with that, uh, I think we'll end the episode. All right. Cool. It's it's really great to be back. It's so good to have you back, Jesse. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>